0: Hey, Jesus Time family. Welcome back to Jesus Time, where we're going to talk about everything that he tells us in our times with him. And we are smack dab in the middle of a motherhood series. You guys, being a mom is challenging. It is a blessing, but a blessing that comes with (laughs) great desperation, effort, and um, a special relationship with Jesus because we need him extra. So, And today I have an incredibly special guest. Guys, I love this woman so much. I've known her all my life because she is my sister, both biologically and in Christ. And I am such a fan. And we are going to get to hear uh, a unique perspective because of her unique role as a mom to biological kids and bonus kids. So Sandy, say hi. (laughs) Hello. Hello. All right. Can you tell us what it is that you do? Like, explain your role at SeaMark Ranch and how you serve the bonus kids.
1: I am what my bio, biological kids called a professional mom. I get <laughs> I get paid to mom. Um, I love that to mom kids. So, but basically, we receive kids in crises, mm-hmm. whether they are been taken from their families or the families they are um, struggling, mm-hmm. um, and the families don't know what to do, so they place them with us to help them find solutions mm. with the goal of reconciliation mm. um, so we parent them um the best that we can um with uh, lots of resources which is wonderful mm. so because nobody could do everything
0: no thank you nobody can do everything not even a so professional I mean, mom
1: <laughs> no, so it's like you can't yeah good so.
0: Wow. Okay. So you have, tell me how many bio kids you have, have ages, and then bonus kids.
1: I have three biological kids, uh, 12, 14, and 16. Uh, the youngest and the oldest are boys, and my middle child is a girl. And then I, I currently have um, only three bonus kids, mm-hmm. um, and they, a, they're they 16 and two 16 year olds and a 17 year old right now but we can have up to six gotcha and we only receive boys as bonus kids
0: gotcha so boys home okay yes. perfect um so then what does your day look like a typical day in the life
1: there is no typical day <laughs> ever okay ever ever um It. you know they they wake up We try to help them get up and get out the door, um, depending on what they're dealing with at Mm. that time, because Mm. they are kids in crisis who are in the process of healing. Wow. Um, And healing is ugly Mm. um, and crazy. And just depending on where they're at in their process, sometimes um, you get the best kids that can't regulate and then forget their lunch or don't do their laundry or... Mm. When they're doing well they could do they could fully function but when they are processing their hurts wow then they can't so wow we are here to fill in holes um, wow. and to help them continue moving and helping them get the resources mm. to do that but so what does it look like today they go to school um we strive for independence here so mm. we were like we we try to uh, with everything we try to equip them and then have them self-manage. So we equip them with: wow. these are your breakfast options, <laughs> make your breakfast. These are your lunch options, Ooh. make your lunch. Um, we all have, we have older kids, so it's it should not um, it's usually not an issue because we don't have any littles. Mm-hmm. Um, they come home from school. If they have homework, you know, we try to mm-hmm. help them with that or encourage them to actually do it. <laughs> <laughs> sometimes it's all it takes. Sure. Um, they play outside. They go to horses sometimes. They go to Um, Ag, they do ag work, which is from pulling weeds, Mm. to planting things, to cutting trails.
0: Gotcha, because on the ranch you have an
1: equine facility and an agricultural department. That's great. So, um, and then they have counseling at least Mm. once a week, sometimes more depending on Mm -hmm. the child. Mm. Um, We we always have dinner as a family. Mm. Um, That's really important to Mm -hmm. us. Um, sitting around the dinner uh, dining room table, sometimes it's a little rush because there's sports or some are in band and activities, but we really try to always just uh, have that mm. time. We usually go through our highs and lows at that time, try to connect, because mm. sometimes that's the only time that we are together as a unit wow. and we want to emphasize family and togetherness mm. and that... Um, and my husband always, start, he's always like, start with your low, because we always want to end on a high. <laughs> I love so, it. So, we always try to connect with them, and like, where are your struggles, mm-hmm. but then where are your, you know, what's good. Gotcha. Um, and even though that's little, and it seems mm-hmm. inconsequential, um, sometimes with the fast-paced world, mm-hmm. um, that, that help. that's that's enough to meet mm-hmm. some kind of connection. If you can't meet any other connection that day, wow. you will at least heard, this is was really hard, and this is what's really good, and you've connected with them at least in mm, thirty seconds. <laughs> in the, right at, at the very minimum, because um, the biggest thing, um, and this, you know, with the Lord, mm. you know, people always say, oh, the difference between relationship and religion, and 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 that's what it boils down to. We are not an institution; we are a relational. We're, you know, like Seemark Ranch isn't just an institution; it's mm. it's a family. Like wow. they. They support us to be a family so we could bring in kids to be part of a family. Wow. These kids are broken by relationships, they're yeah. only gonna get healed by relationships. Ooh. Um I this... need to repeat
0: that. They are broken by relationships and will only be healed by relationships. And Thank you.
1: That's ul- really good. Ultimately that's a relationship with Jesus and yeah. that is what we preach. Wow. But sometimes it's hard for them to accept the abstract mm. when they have not seen it in the concrete. So we try to do that, and we do a really bad job because God is perfect. (laughs) Mm. But, um, you know, we share the Word of God. We teach the Word of God. We try Mm. to live the Word of God. Um, Wow. Our biological children are amazing to help validate that.
0: Mm. Um, How
1: so? They get to see me hug. Cuddle, and they see. uh, So they see the affection that for them might be awkward. Um, They see um, my kids Mm. mess up and be disciplined, Mm. and us not be happy. But then they see us reconcile, and they see you know their their sins not held against them. You know, like they see they see the process versus uh, there's so there's no shame, there's no shunning, Mm. there's no condemnation. There's there's discipline. You know, you Mm. did this wrong this is the behavior you know these are your consequences this is the behavior we expect and then the reconciliation and then we move on and everything's fine wow. um and they get to see that process wow um and that's kind of neat to that s- is incredible see them. the first time they see it how they always look at us like we're crazy really <laughs> it's, a of, it's a lot of fun because it's so foreign yeah wow um but just they validate what we're trying to say because mm. what we say doesn't really matter until they see it.
0: Wow, I love what you said, that they cannot capture the abstract, so we have to show them in concrete ways. And it sounds like you and your husband, your bio kids, live out God's design and God's word so that they can see it and experience it firsthand. We try to. Yeah. I mean, sure, nobody's <laughs> perfect. We all know. Um but that that's beautiful and impactful. What is the difference between how you parent your bio kids and your bonus kids?
1: I think the biggest difference is that our bio kids have a sense of, uh, of trust because they, they don't, Everybody has trauma some sort of way, small, big, whatever. Mm-hmm. But they have, a, they know that we are not going to bail. Mm. They know no matter what they do, mm-hmm. we are going to be here. Like, they have that felt safety mm-hmm. that the rug will not be pulled out from under them. Wow. Um, so when I say something, they believe it. Wow. Um, versus once a kid comes in, you could say whatever you want. But again, it's hard for them to believe it. And even if they want to believe it, even if they see it, there's still this underlying current of, yeah, but. Mm. What's going to happen? That's um. interesting. So I was just going to say, it's kind of like when you get saved, like my husband was saved when he was young, versus yeah. I got saved when I was older. Oh. And sometimes like, well, God says this. And then there, you know, uh, a lot of times when you, you've been saved, Church, your whole life, you just accept the truth. But when you live in the world for a long time and then all of a sudden you're saved, it's kind of like, oh, so that's true? Mm. I know you're God and I know you know everything, but really? You know? Yeah. So, and I think my husband, I have a, a good perspective on that because he was saved at like four or five and I was saved later. Yeah. So, I how grew- much later? At <laughs> uh, 17. 17, okay. All uh, right. Um, just the nick of time <laughs> So yeah. Um, but so I just think it's more work mm. to to prove that we
0: are who we say we are. Wow. Okay, that was a very significant answer in my brain because when I asked what's the difference in how you parent your bios versus your bonus, I think in my brain I was looking for, we do this with our bios, but we do this with our bonus kids. And it had nothing to do with the doing, but everything to do with trusting.
1: Well, I think of, um, I think of like the New Testament, right? Mm -hmm. How Jesus did so many miracles Mm -hmm. because he had to prove, not that he had to prove himself, but he had to show himself valid. Wow. You know, um, it's incredible. Do you know? Yes. It's kind of like that whole idea that Mm. the miracles didn't save you. The miracles isn't what, but it just, it helped validate. And 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 almost like prove them and show you like see Mm. what I'm saying is real and this is evidence. Wow. Um, You know the Israelites didn't necessarily. I mean they had their miracles obviously. Sure. And we always have those times, but um, but it was just it was different as far as how he dealt with you know like the Gentiles and the people and the old people, (laughs) um, those who have been in the Word, those who know. um, Neither of them perfect, obviously. Wow.
0: But so what are the resources? That help you in your job to bonus kids um, parent them in such a way that you do win their trust
1: um, we have lots of resources especially here at, at the ranch which is fantastic um, they have a counselor that they can always mm. go to um, and if we need anything they're they're big on like get them what they need mm. in order to heal um, whether it's additional counseling mm. Um, Specialized counseling, whether it's, um, you know, some kids who have been sex trafficked or uh, PTSD, EMDR therapy, Mm -hmm. um, just a lot of uh, different issues. Um, Everybody Mm -hmm. has a specialty, you know? Yeah. If if, if you have heart issues, yeah, you go to your, you know, your regular Mm -hmm. doctor, but he's going to refer you to a cardiologist. It's kind of like that idea.
0: I love that you shared that first because that helps me and I hope our listeners understand that even as a professional mom, you have limits of care. You have a limit to what you can do. Like you said, you can't do everything. And then just acknowledging you need help outside yourself for these kids. So that's really, that's wonderful that that's in place. Um, Can you talk a little bit about what you and your husband employ in the home, in terms of the TBRI?
1: Yes. Tell us what that He's is. We've been uh, trained with TBRI, which I always forget. He always tells me what it stands for, <laughs> trust-based, um, relational something. Anyway, mm-hmm. I can make it up, but it'd be wrong. Um, okay. So the whole idea, is, the the main thing of TBRI is whatever behavior we see, there's a need behind the behavior. Mm. And if you try to address the behaviors, then it's just going to spring up somewhere else. Wow. Right? If yeah. they're screaming and you don't want them to scream, but they have a need to make noise, maybe mm. it's because they have some sensory issues, then they're going to start tapping. And they're going to oh. know you just the same. So what's the need? They, you know, we have one kid who's like that, and he drums all that. Like all the time <laughs> uh, and it doesn't bother me because i'm not sensory wise sound doesn't bother me mm. it really bothers some other people in the house so i just noticed that if i just engage him in conversation or hey look i saw this cool tiktok or hey and just engage him boom it's gone mm. and he stops drumming um but so there's a need there mm. uh so find out the need and it extinguishes the behavior wow um, sometimes the needs are internal pressures, uh, mm-hmm. psychological, emotional. Mm-hmm. It could be brain chemistry. Maybe they're just. Wow. Maybe they need medicine. Maybe they're ADHD. Maybe their ADHD medicines aren't working, or mm-hmm. maybe they, you know, um, maybe they had a nightmare. Uh, and sometimes um, they always say in the TBRI, we have to be good investigators. We have to ask mm-hmm. questions. Yeah. Um, so I'll, it's so that's the main thing is to find the need behind the behavior, and to address that need. With having, we've had up to, we've had up to 11 kids in the house at one time. Oh my goodness. And sometimes that's hard. So it's like, well, how do you do it when you have multiples? Yeah. How do you do it when you, and because sometimes you can't just sit there and be like, so let's talk. What is that? No, you're just like, shut up. You know, Um, (laughs) the other aspect, because I, I'm a big principal Mm gal. I like to just find the principal and try to live the principal because I can't keep up with all the little ins and outs sometimes. Sure. Um is um, high structure and high nurture ooh, so and that's a, a big TBRI thing, which is the idea of meeting a need behind behavior is a big nurture thing. Mm. Maybe what can I do? Oh, you know, are you hungry? do you need a snack? Do you need this? Make sure that they're hydrated, you know mm. um so be nurturing in that way, but the high structure is also really big. Yeah. This is what, this is the time we have breakfast. This is the time we have lunch. This is snack time. This mm-hmm. is this. And and, um, and help keep that structure. No, we don't put our shoes here. We put them there because mm-hmm. some of them are a mess. Like we have a lot, we get a lot of ADHD kids mm-hmm. who tend to be messy, right? Mm-hmm. But at the same time, ADHD kids, when they're in a messy environment, yeah. they can't, their thinking becomes even more cluttered in its heart. Oh, so, yeah. you know, you're like, well, that's just who they are. Just let it go nurture you know mm. but at the same time that's not helping them because they need the structure wow and the structure is okay i understand this is your struggle you know um how can we how can we help that do wow we label your drawers this is where you put your pants do we you know do we need to you know you have 10 pairs of shoes maybe you only need five <laughs> You wow. know, maybe you don't need so much or, yeah and just find the the balance mm. between those two I love that. um of uh, nurture and structure. And usually people always bend to one side or the other.
0: Yeah, I was gonna say, it sounds like a spectrum that is very, very hard to hold in balance. And it seems like it would be a constant tension.
1: Yes. (laughs) Yes. And I think that would be like the third biggest, uh, like little tripod, you know, of Mm -hmm. where would I stand on Mm -hmm. is um, I think you can't do you know, meet the need behind the behavior. You can't do high structure and high nurture without being attuned.
0: Ooh. Talk to us about what that
1: means. Attunement is just, um, to be aware, to be like, Mm. I think of scripture, how God tells us to be alert and ready. Mm. Right. Okay. And it's, it's, you know, to share the gospel alert and ready for Mm. his coming just to be ready, you know? Yeah. Um, not like stressed out kind (laughs) of (laughs) ready, but you know, um, but just that idea to, uh, to take advantage of every opportunity so attunement like you know the kids wake up in the morning and I see one of them dragging mm. and be okay get them out of you know get them let's just get you out of the house go to school but then I'm like okay but then they come home from school they're still dragging mm. that's not like a bad night's sleep that's there's something more happening mm. so to be attuned to that pull them to the side hey what's happening and you know and try wow. to meet that or if somebody's not eating as much or you know just mm. to try to be attuned to Each individual trying to, um, which apparently somebody told me I'm good at that, picking up patterns and and seeing things that aren't necessarily there. Yeah. Um, And I also rely on my bios and the other kids Mm. and my husband, where they're like, hey, mom, I saw this, or hey, Miss Sandy, uh, so-and-so was like this at school. Um, And at the same time, if one of our kids are having a bad day, we'll text the teachers and be like, hey, he woke up really rough this morning, just want to let you know. And we will inform others. To help, you know, and of course, if they go to a private school, it's a lot easier versus regular school. But just to um, to help them get to, you know, to get their what their needs met. Yeah. Whether it's structure, you know, like okay, sometimes you just need to like, you know, suck it up and let's keep going. But sometimes we need to stop and break down. Wow. And to um, and to find that balance, so to be attuned to the kid.
0: I feel like attunement, the way you described it, is so almost supernatural because you have to see things other people don't see. You have to discern through observation and and through a knowing of them. You don't know that something is off unless you know what they're like when they're not off. And it sounds like you, yeah, you do a really good job of that. You are very attuned. So the the three iPods, not iPods. The three. <laughs> what did you say? Tripod. Uh, being attuned.
1: That's for me personally,
0: not Yeah, no, that's that's what we want to know. So being attuned, balancing structure and nurture, and what's that the one? Building trust. Is that the one you said? I don't remember. I don't either. We'll go. We'll rewind it and <laughs> listen to it again. <laughs> you know, I yeah that's a. Those are all things to hold in our brain, hold intention, but also uh, trust the Lord for.
1: <laughs> well, and it's just how God raises us up. He mm. gives us the high structure with the Word of God mm. that says these are the yeses and the noes. Wow. And then as long as we stay in those yeses and no's, mm. he nurtures us. Wow. And like he, you know, he fills us up. Mm. He sends the Holy Spirit so we don't have to do it alone, you know. Wow. Well, was it? um el shaddai that's the idea mm. of a nurture. Yes. um so it's just it's everything that i've learned i could see god in it because that's the way he parents us when we step out of wow. his safe boundaries mm. you know then there's you know you get spankings yeah <laughs> no we don't spank but her bonus kids <laughs> um <laughs> But it's that idea that there is a structure in place mm. um, that God gives us, mm. um, and that is and that is good, you know. Yeah. Um, but He is also huge on nurture and grace mm. and mercy and love and Wow.
0: I love that. Yeah, I love how you tie it back to God's design, and it almost sounds like, from the way you're talking, that because you have spent years with God, you understand His heart. And his ways enough to to be a professional mom in the way these kids need, because it's what God has done for you. Um, so my question in hearing specifically that tension between nurture and structure, I know it's probably an att- attuneness issue, but how do you discern when a kid needs what? Is it because you know them and you're attuned? Is it the Holy Spirit prompting you? How how do you personally discern what they need?
1: So I have a lot of things in my head because mm. I'm hearing different people ask different <laughs> questions.
0: You can answer all of them.
1: So there's there's the, like, definitely Holy Spirit. Yeah. You have to be inclined to Him. Yeah. Um, there's also the idea of just... The whole point of um, attunement and mm-hmm. high structure and high nurture and all that is to help uh, someone who cannot regulate themselves. To help right re- okay. who cannot self-regulate. Gotcha. Right? You can't keep your room clean, so let me help you. Let me, mm-hmm. since you can't regulate the neatness of your room, I will help you co-regulate that mm-hmm. by giving you extra time, on your drawers maybe you know giving them small tasks of those natures so co-regulation is the idea Mm. um so with that said it's um it's all relational right Mm. so if i sit there and all of a sudden maybe i think they need more structure maybe because today i'm having a i want you to have more structure today i don't know sure because we also have our own self to regulate Mm. Um, but then I, i i give that and then i see an adverse response they don't feel safe they don't um I mean, they're teenagers. They're always going to push back. Sure. But um, if I'm seeing more of the behavior that is undesirable, yeah, then maybe that's not what they need at that moment. Mm. I'm not saying they're not going to get the structure, Yeah. but I'm saying maybe that the structure isn't what they need at that moment. Mm. At the same time, we're like, oh, yeah, you can clean your room later. And then they start acting out even more and are uh, more disrespectful or more handsy like playing around and sure. stuff like that then it's like wow you know what they really need at that moment is they need more structure from me um so it, the hardest part i think is to at least for me is the idea that we need to know what healthy looks like mm. what the desired goal is not that we're going to attain it or live there or be there. Sure. But you can't hit a target unless you're aiming for it. Mm. So if you kind of like, okay, so the goal is for them to be at peace mm. and for them to listen and obey yeah. and for them to have joy and all these things as much as you know possible. Yeah. Some kids are just, you know, either wounded or some of them are just rebellious. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, just to get them there Mm -hmm. it's it's that idea like okay well this is what i this is this kid's limit Mm -hmm. he's adhd i know i can only talk to him for five minutes Mm -hmm. what is the goal that i have you know like Mm -hmm. or i know that if i tell him to go upstairs for clean his room for an hour it's going to be messier but if i say hey you have 10 minutes i want your room clean they'll do a better job in 10 minutes than an hour so you know part of it is knowing your kid but again that all comes back to the TBRI is trust-based, like, relational.
0: You know, mm. everything with Jesus
1: is about a relationship with Jesus. I love that. Um, so, and as much as I really kind of don't even like people. Like, <laughs> <laughs> kind of don't. Heard. <laughs> but um, mm. but that idea of, are these people that God has entrusted to us, mm. are they worth it? Mm. And if you can't answer sincerely that they're worth it to you, yeah, then you know, then I don't see how somebody can do. It. Mm. Then, then, then I feel like that's the first stop, then you can't really carry it out. Yeah, um, because it is a whole lot of work. Um, yeah, that's why it's a job. Um, mm. <laughs> but, um, but a job that would not be possible if
0: you didn't really love these kids.
1: Yeah, yeah and, wa- you- and want to love them and mm. you know. But yeah. Mm. So I mean, they're crazy, and they're and I say crazy in a good way, not in a whatever. Sure, um, sure. And it's hard, but it's so much fun, like oh. like roller coaster fun. Yeah. You know. Um, and it's rewarding, and and, um, and 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 enjoy the little wins. Mm. The hey, they have a seventy in the class. Ooh, you know, like whatever <laughs> yeah. they're always failing or you know mm. um, just anything anything little wow they said thank you when they're usually super ungrateful wow <laughs> you know, or, um yeah. to to have the goal of perfection like be holy as i am holy but to also again the structure but to give the nurture of yeah but what is that you can only do it one step at a time mm. you can't get to the next level of a building, yeah. if you don't take one step at a time. Wow! So, so you're very careful.
0: Well, you and the program, but really, you where your heart is, is you're building slow and building strong, and you're building step by step and brick by brick for them at their pace to help them eventually be self-regulated yes. and really adults, because you have older kids and. When they turn eighteen, they have to go and be part of the world, and that, for you as a professional mom who loves them, probably feels very scary. Especially if you're like, okay, you're not ready, or you haven't learned the things you need to learn. Or um, I can imagine that would be hard. Is that a hard process for you? A hard, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah,
1: like <heart-wrenching>, heart wrenching, <sighs> hard, but also gratifying when. Mm. it's hard when you know they not that they, you know that they can't but you know how much they're going to struggle yeah um, but it's also like hard because I'm like I know you can but you you don't know you can mm. um, and to get them to you know to believe it but it's very gratifying when you see them yeah like hey I'm doing it mm. hey I did this or hey and just um, I think the one of the most gratifying things mm. aside from of course getting saved and yeah. baptized and But which is part of um, the most gratifying thing, which is the self becoming self-aware. Like okay, okay, yeah, I do have this problem, or yeah, you know, like the to see them because you can't heal if you don't know you're broken. You can't you can't move to the next step if you don't know what step you're on. Like it's that idea. So watching them like understand that and seeing that, and then the hope of like, oh, I can get here. Wow. That's yeah, like super fun. Yeah,
0: and I would imagine that is a key part of success as an independent adult. Because yeah. It, yeah. <laughs> so if you're not self-aware, you're gonna be like those American idol singers <laughs> that go on there not knowing they're tone deaf because then no one's ever told them. And then being shocked and hurt when they're told, No, you can't sing. <laughs> Wow, that stuff. Um, I was going to ask, I'm curious, how has your training in the TBRI helped you as a mom with your bio kids? Oh,
1: wow. It's like super cool. They're like my guinea pigs. Right? <laughs> so I'm like, so I learned this. I'm going to try it on you. Wait, you just tell them? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I like Um, Or sometimes I'll do it and then tell them, yeah, I just tried this on you. And they're like, cool. You know, um, they're mm. you know willing participants. They have no choice, but willing participants. Um, but they also help us understand, mm. um, like, certain things. Like, my youngest one mm. had um, a tumor in his head. Yeah. When he was four, he had surgery to have it removed, and then another surgery at five. And we're just kind of like, oh, okay, woof, tumors out of his head, you know. Um, he had hearing loss. He has cool prosthetic ear bones, so now he can hear out of that ear. Wow. And we thought, wow, that's a great story to tell. Our story is over. But that's a good story to tell of our past. Mm. Little did we know that once we started TBRI, we learned that um, even that, that story is still being told. Mm. He had, um, out of all, out of my three bios, he is the most outrageous and mm. most trying one. Mm. Um, but it's again, he suffered a trauma.
0: Wow. trauma
1: doesn't just have to be like, you were physically abused, raped, sure. abandoned. He had an illness. Um, wow. And his body suffered a trauma He's four years old He wow. had to go off by himself With strange people And they cut into his head And you know all these things Sure um, And part of TBRI is the whole idea of Even when you're in the womb If your mom is stressed um, All that affects you Wow um, And there's like a book Your body remembers the school Yes That's amazing And it's just the idea that What happened mm. To my youngest Affected him mm. so much that whenever he was sick, he would lose his mind. And I didn't understand what was happening. I was like, wow. why are you being... And he didn't... And it was just like a head cold. So he wasn't like coughing or sneezing. Sure. But he would just become um, a lot. And it, wow. then I became high structure. And, mm. and it would get worse. And the behavior was... like, And I, I didn't understand. It was frustrating me, frustrating him. We were disconnected. Mm-hmm. And then I would give him ibuprofen. And then he would calm down. Wow. and I was like why is it when I give him ibuprofen it calms him down and then I realized it's like you know there's probably some sensation or pressure in his ear where he had the surgery oh. from that reminds him not that he remembers in his head oh. but his body remembers wow. that whenever he had that same sensation wow. would trigger him back right into his trauma wow. and I was like Oh, my gosh. And then, of course, we experimented and played with it. And whenever he would get sick, we'd try it. And I would give him the I- and I'd be like, and I would sit there and be like, watch this. 30 minutes, he'd be calm, happy, and perfect. And wow. they're like, what happened? And I realized it had to do whenever he had head congestion um, or he was wow. like, you know, teething his 12-year molars or whatever, yes. you know, that kind of pain in that area of his head would cause poor behavior. Wow. He, and, I was, and I would ask him, are you in pain? no, do you not feel good? I feel fine. He could not verbalize wow. what was happening and why he was behaving the way he would and that would also frustrate him. Mm. Which is really hard when you're like 10 years old and you're like, I don't know why I'm being bad, mommy. Aww. I can't help it. And then we're both frustrated. We're both angry and we're both and then at once, but again the need behind wow. his behavior was something that we did not ever imagine. Wow. So TBR helps. So much because wow. it helped us understand that, yeah. and see it tbri also helps because um just in simple ways, like uh we use t b r i has something called scripts mm. where uh you know again i'm talking to my twelve year old son who's off the chain because he's twelve and he's a boy and he's healthy, <laughs> praise God that he you know he wants to go go, go, and sure, he does something wrong or I want something from him i don't I don't have to sit down and have a 20 minute conversation. We use scripts. Like, uh, he'll be like, Hey bro, what's up? You want to try that again? <laughs> and you know, like let's have a do over mm. uh, or like let's do that with respect. You know? Wow. Hey mom, how are you doing? Oh, good baby. Uh, you know, <sighs> cause I'm not a bro to you, you know, yeah. or I mean, we'll joke around, but so there, there are scripts, uh, with, with respect. Um, Listen and obey. Mm. Um, I need you to listen and obey. And that's it. That's the conversation. We don't have to have a half hour conversation mm. about what listening is and obeying is. And all you know, it's just, you, you know, um, and then they know and they kind of get used to those scripts. Mm. So when they hear them, they don't feel shamed they're mm. not like you're holding me down in a conversation and I'm trapped Oh, you know? right. right um, because nobody wants to be that way I right feel, no one
0: likes getting lectured
1: especially the shame oh I did mm. it again like when you're young and you just have habitual bad habits you know sure. of like crazy wow. you know pre-hor- pre-teen hormonal sure. kids you know um, with permission wow. you know like wow hey you know they get something and I was like with permission you know mm. oh can I have this sure baby and that's
0: it. Um, so so there are little cues that you use to remind them. Yes. But then you, all. it sounds like you also, with the cues, you're believing the best because you're saying with the cue, hey, I know you know better, let me just remind you. And then they seem to rise to the occasion.
1: And when they don't, there's a script
0: for that. Mm, what's the script? <laughs> the
1: script is, um, our actions have consequences. Mm. I, I, you know, let's have a do-over. You, you know, are you sure you want to do that? You know, our actions have consequences, mm. and then that's fine. And that's because we all have impulsive behaviors. How many times have we blurted out something and we're sure. like, "Oh, <laughs> should not have said that," you know? And to give them, um, again, they're not fully developed. Their brains aren't fully mm. developed. Their frontal lobes, that is the executive function that helps them make good decisions, aren't fully developed until mm. so like twenty-five. So those scripts <sighs> allows them to Take a pause, mm, okay, without shame, without condemnation, without consequences, <sighs> without anything, and say, Oh, yeah, and, and then it allows that to, their brains to kind of catch up a little bit wow. with their bodies. Um, You're so teaching
0: them how to rewire their brain almost.
1: It, it, their brain will do what their brain does, it's <laughs> just they're just they just need time, they need There's time to time. develop. Wow. But when you don't give them that time. You know, I told you to put your shoes away. Why don't you put your shoes away? Go get your shoes. Why are mm-hmm. you standing there? Come on, let's go. Wow. Their executive function, for the most part, can't follow that.
0: Yeah. Um, wow. I love how you said, and you said this multiple times, when you talk about implementing the TBRI or parenting, whether your bios or your bonus kids, you kept saying this, this, this without shame without shame or condemnation, without shame. That is so significant. What would you say, whether it be with your bio or bonus kids, um, is an effective shame buster? Explain it. If they come in with shame or they're, you know what what it's like to feel shame, you know what it's like when a kid comes to you feeling shame, what is a way for you to kind of break them of that change their thinking of that um free them from that well
1: uh i got saved when i was 17 so i usually share a story <laughs> okay let's, do it. let's a do it personal i usually share a personal story because we all mess up yeah which again um it's the another thing like of the TBR or whatever it's the idea that um To be shoulder to shoulder, to come alongside. Mm. Which again, God sends the Holy Spirit called the Mm Paraclete, the idea of coming alongside. Mm -hmm. So you kind of come alongside them and be like, yeah, I kind of understand. Yeah, I haven't been through exactly what you went through, but man, I know that feeling of shame. Mm. Um, Okay. Sometimes uh, our biological kids with our bonus kids, or even our bios with our bios, they they're like, oh, yeah, I remember when I did that. And they will share their own stories wow. where the kid doesn't feel alone or the kid doesn't feel like I'm a loser.
0: Oh. And it
1: validates, you know, them. I mean, and that happens like when we get a kid and a lot of the kids we get are on medicines, whether it's ADHD or depression, mm. or a lot of other stuff. Uh, they are always... I would say 99% of the time, they're kind of like, oh, I, I'm on medicine. People are going to think I'm crazy mm. or whatever. And then the other kids are like, oh, yeah, I'm on this, this, and this. And and they normalize it. Wow. Um, and then that makes them feel okay about it. Wow. Um, that, no, I'm getting the help I need. I'm getting what I need, you know? Um, and, you know, we'll mm. talk about the things. And kids are shamed by different things. But most yeah. of the time, it's, it's where the insecurities stem from. Mm. You know, it's usually not did something wrong they usually pride themselves on what they do wrong <laughs> Right? yeah fair enough you know yeah I stole that haha you
0: know so with your story of when you got saved at 17 and the things that were going on in your life do those memories help you connect with these kids and step into the shame with them to help them come out of it is that what you meant
1: uh, yes. I, you know, I shared times when I was stupid or I messed up. Yeah. Or when people hurt me and I didn't know how to deal with it. Mm, um, and then that helps good. me lead into the gospel. Um, wow. But, yeah, definitely.
0: I love that, Sandy. That's so good. It really is, reminds me of the verse that we do not have a high priest who cannot sympathize with our weakness. And I think that is why Christ came. So he, he knows what it's like to feel the struggle, to feel discouraged or defeated or whatever. Uh, he didn't sin, but we can be Jesus for people if we don't look over them with our pointer fingers, shaking in their faces. But shoulder to shoulder, I love that image. You come alongside them, like the Lord comes alongside us through the Holy Spirit and says, hey, I've been there Let me, let me be with you in it for a minute and then I can help you walk out because I know the way out. Is that the visual kind of? Yeah. Yeah. That's so powerful, Sandy. That's incredible. And
1: we've all been kids. Yeah.
0: (laughs) And we've all been stupid and we've all messed up and we, um, I think we, we can forget how stupid we were. I find that in my life. Like I can forget. And I remember Frank always telling me, do not grow impatient with immaturity (laughs) And I think there's a lot of patience involved in taking kids one step at a time, like you do. And the first thing that love is, is (laughs) patience. So thank you for being that example. Sandy, thank you so much for everything you've shared. I'm so encouraged and inspired and challenged to love better and be attuned, just even with my friends, not just my kids. Um, Is there anything else you'd like to share about your times with Jesus or how he has helped you or anything about being a professional mom before we wrap up.
1: Professional means I just get paid. (laughs) Okay. Nothing else. Not that you're an expert. You you keep saying that. I'm like, uh, well, you use those
0: words. Well, I said, that's what my kids say. Okay. Okay. Okay.
1: (laughs) So you're leaning on their wisdom. Okay. (laughs) Not mine. Not mine. Understood. Uh, But, um, I don't, I just, Whatever whatever we are holding on to in our lives mm. is going to affect our children. Ooh. So I think the whole idea of self-care, um, wow. which doesn't... It, it can be watching Netflix, can be getting a pedicure. Sure. But self-care of self-inventory, where are you at? What do you need? What, mm. what healings do you need mm. to do? And to take those because you cannot, because most of the time I find myself frustrated at yeah. one of my kids or upset, or mm. it's usually because there's something that I need to take care of, whether sometimes it's as simple as I need to pee really, really bad, <laughs> and you won't stop talking to me, and oh. then I get angry at them, to, you know, maybe I, my husband and I aren't on the same page, and I'm frustrated, mm. and they, they get that. So it's important. Mm. I know everybody's like self-care, and but I think that's misused. Sure. To be like uh, self-indulge. Ooh. Versus you know to really like look at be introspective and take care of yourself. Whether you need counseling mm. or whether you need you know what do you need in order to be whole? Mm. Are you having your time with the Lord? Whether that be through worship yeah. or in the Word, um, in real fellowship with yes. people who like lead you to God, not just like let's hang out. Mm. Um, whatever it is that you need in order to be whole you know that cheesy put on the mask in the airplane before you put on the mask for the people wow um, so what is your mask what is your oxygen mask worship for me Mm. like my ultimate i'm dying and people are gonna die if i don't get is for me it's definitely worship
0: Mm. so you just go and you listen to some worship songs and you cry and you pray
1: yeah, yeah,
0: good. I'm so glad. That is so, so much wisdom. If
1: I don't, if I don't, if I am in a bad place and I don't get my worship,
0: um, that's not good. It's not pretty. Mm. Mm. Wow. <laughs>
1: I connect with
0: that. Thank you, Sandy. I know I am blessed. I know our listeners are blessed. I will be listening to this over and over again. Um, guys, thank you for joining us for this Jesus time, and I hope that you can glean the wisdom and encouragement from uh, sandy's life and especially the one to take care of yourself and connect with the lord so that you can be filled so that you can be then poured out Mm. may your jesus times be filling i love you guys so much god bless